welcome to Shuffle Up. Uh, I'm your host, Chris, and we're back for our second episode here. So joining me again time. is uh, <laughs> I know, right? Sam's back. Uh, Hello. Has the holidays are now over. Uh, we got to we got to, to unwind and unpack a little, and we're here in the new year. Uh, we're going to be talking about the colors in Eternal, which is uh, another CCG. It's all digital, and it's produced and designed by a bunch of uh, MTG pros. Correct. Uh, yeah, like a large portion of um, Direwolf Digital is just chock full of Magic pros, you know, people that are in the Magic Hall of Fame. And like I know one of the main designers behind Eternal is Luis Scott Vargas, who is a hilarious Magic pro and Hall of Famer, and he hosts podcasts and he has all sorts of stuff of, you know, Channel Fireball fame for you Magic people out there. It's actually really interesting because when you look at eternal and how it plays it's clearly drawing from the fact that it's digital first so there's a bunch of specialty effects that are things like you could never do in a paper card game and it does some really interesting things to the design that are kind of tough like uh, destiny is a good example which is a skill that says automatically play when drawn then draw another card Mm -hmm. i mean just something as simple as like the mulligan system that they've designed where it basically it guarantees that you will never go over a certain amount of mana in your hand or go under a certain amount like they just from the very like bare bones of the game it is very much digital first yeah and there's there's a couple of other things that are are super interesting like uh because of the way the decks work you can do uh they have things that like creates an extra copy of this card and puts it in your deck uh or uh you know it's it's uh has different effects on the first turn or, you know, it can be played from the top of your deck if it's there, which is, you know, that's a, those are, there's some fascinating things it does to the game. Mm-hmm. Um, although there are definitely ways this impacts the design from a readability standpoint. Mm-hmm. Like, one of the reasons magic works as well as it does in the context it does is that it is designed because each player has to be able to read the board. Yeah. And there are parts of Eternal that are functionally hidden information that aren't hidden. There I think. Are- you know when they happen. Yeah, there's massive parts of Eternal that are like hidden where it's like this persistent effect that's been happening, like in the case of something like Warcry, where it makes creatures in your deck stronger. Yeah, Warcry, Warcry is the real big obvious yeah. one. Anyway, uh, we've right. gotten ahead of ourselves. What is Eternal, Chris? Yes. Why, why don't you explain uh, to people what Eternal is, in case they've never played it? Okay, so Eternal is published by Direwolf Digital. It is a digital card game. Uh, it is... On Steam, I believe you can also download it on Android and iOS, yep, I think. that's mainly how I play it is on iOS. Um, it is almost identical to Magic in a rules sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of its gameplay rules function the same. The way turns function is the same. Uh, it uses Its mana is different in that it uses something similar to Magic's Devotion instead of raw mana. Um, so basically when you play a card, it adds to your, you play a mana card, like a, they're called sigils. Uh, it adds to your devotion of whatever colors the sigil has, which is what tells you whether you have enough of a resource to play the card. But it's not like it's colored mana where you have to leave open something to play. Mm-hmm. So you can't accidentally deadlock yourself, uh, on color, which is a, an interesting thing. So it does prevent some of that. So the game leans way more heavily into two and three color combinations than magic does. Um, and magic's already pretty heavily into two color. I was going to say, you say that as we're in the midst of spoiler season for the multicolored set. 
Yes, and even with Guilds of Ravnica, I would say Eternal leans more heavily into two and three color. Yeah, definitely. Because you can play monocolor decks right now in Magic that are quite good. Mm-hmm. I mean, mono red is always a thing. Yeah. But I, I think Eternal, it has some mono decks, I think, but like the way these cards fit together in groups, you you almost always want, because the, the opportunity cost is so low for taking a second color, because the cards that only require one or two devotion are very easy to play, mm-hmm. and you don't even need that many sigils, because there's a lot of cards that, oh, pick a sigil out of your deck and put it in your hand. Right? That That's a really common card. You can fix half your deck mm-hmm. by having one, some of those cards in it. Mm-hmm. So I, I would say even even in the all two color decks part of Magic, this is still more heavily in two and three colors. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and like most of the defining characteristic of Eternal is you know in the like two color combinations, which I still don't know the names for, despite playing a lot of the game. Oh yeah, the game's also more heavily uh, faction based than it is color based. Yeah. Uh, so like the green. The green decks aren't like magic green decks where they're big ramp and big creatures, right? They tend to be. Oh, that's the yellow decks. Yeah, the yellow decks is <laughs> the yellow decks is growth because they're the time mages, and yeah. the green is like the the law faction because they're the they're the knights and the defenders of the city and whatnot. And red's the bounty hunters. Yeah. Blue's largely the Purple's same. The void creatures. Blue is always there's, blue. There's a lot going on there. Uh, oh, the other thing that's important here is. Most of the deck archetypes that you would recognize from Magic are here, with one exception. Control is not nearly as much of a thing because there's way fewer instants, which are called fast spells in Eternal. Yeah, uh, It's a much more rare card type, so they tend to be more about... The game is mid-range heavy. You tend to play lots of creatures and accent them in ways that are interesting. Yeah, it's weird, um, like, uh, looking at, like, deck lists online and stuff, because naturally I went looking for the control decks. Um... Like a lot of them are like token control or combo control, and it's like it's not typically what you would think of as control, but there's still like uh, it's it's a lot of like what I would consider like how Jund works in Magic, where it's all like two for ones and just like tempo based, and um, yeah, it's not how you would typically think of control. Yeah, if if I had to actually say one thing about how to think about Eternal that I've kind of stumbled on, I would say the game is super value-based. So instead of oh, yeah. looking at a card for necessarily what it does to the board state, you're looking at, compared to what I would normally get, how much does this card buy me? So mm-hmm. there's not a lot of cards where you would even necessarily play them unless you're getting a value judgment out of it. Mm-hmm. right? So there's lots of... like. Purple and red as a combo have lots of things where you can entomb is when it goes to the void or your graveyard, it does a thing. And purple has a bunch of get something out of your void and play it again or it gets better. Mm-hmm. And so red has a bunch of cards that normally you would just use to damage a creature and use it as a combat trick. But here you can use it as, oh, it's my second main. I'm going to blow up my own creature, get it back from the void, play it again. Yeah. And then I can use it as a blocker again next turn and it dies again. So I've I've triggered its entomb twice. I've managed to use it as a combatant. I've gotten the effect twice. Mm-hmm. You know, it's lots of lots of like you, tricky you can value. Feel and... the fingerprint of people who enjoy playing magic at a very high level having designed this game. Because yeah, there's they a lot are of all like, into, underlying synergy. Yeah, they are all about value and like you know just eking everything they can out of magic, and that has definitely bled into Eternal. Like that is that runs all throughout it. 
Now, one thing I have noticed is that each of the colors has a focus on a different part of the game and pace of the game. Mm -hmm. Um, So blue, for example, is a slower color. It has, it likes big creatures. It has transforms. It has ways to block spells. Mm -hmm. Uh, Creatures can get Aegis, which is prevents uh, a spell effect, but doesn't affect combat damage in any way. So you can creatures that require two spells or effects. It prevents the first spell effect. It's like temporary hexproof, basically. Thinking of it from magic terms. Yep, and it's and they have stun, which is so annoying. Doesn't untap basically. Yeah, but they have a couple of like stunned while it's on the field. There's a there's a lot of things. So blue has a bunch of you know this secondary function that's like oh I'm gonna draw out the game until I get my big stuff, and so it does play kind of like a classic blue in that case, but it's using creatures to do it. Yeah, uh, in a lot of cases because a lot of these effects that you would normally see just on a spell. Uh, like bounce or or things, they're tied to a creature entering combat or doing a thing or yeah, kind of the, an ally of a certain type. Kind of the way, like you know, my m- magic focused brain thinks of blue and eternal is it's kind of like blue white rolled into a color. I think like it's got yeah, the it's, it's got the controlling the of blue control. it's and kind of like a good analog. Yeah, but then it's got like you know the creature focus of white and yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's really interesting. And it has so many tokens. Yeah. Also, that's interesting. There's not really a concept of an actual true token because there's a lot of cards that say create this card. Yeah, and then it has like and it just a cost a copy to it, of a real and then card. it can be bounced back to your hand or put back into your deck. Which that took some getting yep. used to for me to like actually. Oh, this just doesn't go away. It comes back to my hand, and it might cost like zero or two or something like that. Hmm. And there's a there's a lot of those. There's like a lot of the green cards and the more recent stuff. Like, oh, they create an equipment when they do a thing or while they're equipped, and then another mm-hmm. card creates an equipment. And you're like, oh, there's a combo here. Mm-hmm. And it's the game feels very synergy focused. Like you're looking for two, three, four color decks where you've got a couple of like two and three card combos mm-hmm. that aren't like magic goes infinite combos. Although there's like Clockwork Roach or whatever the hell that that combo is yeah. that exists. Yeah. But there's like there's lots of like, oh, I'm just going to get bonus value because all three of these cards are getting played at once. Mm-hmm. And that's the game is about eking out incremental turn value rather than just about card value, yeah. which I think is really fascinating. And that's really what, you know, attracts me to it. Like, that's my favorite kind of magic to play as well. Like, uh, it's just like I am I am in heaven when it is just a grindy value driven game for each side and it's you know trading haymakers back and forth and that is a lot of what eternal turns into. Well, and something that's interesting here as a design paradigm, magic a lot of the mid-range creatures only trigger their effect once or don't have a persisting effect on the game board. Mm-hmm. Um for any number of reasons, but especially in limited, uh you tend to get, you know, haymaker creatures that just are big. Mhm. There's not a ton of those in Eternal. Lots of almost every creature that you're gonna be playing has some kind of secondary effect, and it often is something that's while it's on the board because there's not so many instant like there's not a good syncopate analog or scatter scatter essence right. There's not if there are those cards available, they're pretty rare or they're hard to play mm-hmm. because they only provide one to one. Yeah. So there's lots of creatures that are like oh. This has an effect while it's on the battlefield, mm-hmm. like, or or it will have an effect the first time it does something. Like infiltrate is a good example, which yeah. is the first time it damages the other player, it does something. Mm-hmm. It gives you like a 
a different cadence of I'm not just going to leave mana open, mm -hmm. but I, I do have to respond to a thing because it changes the game plan. And Magic just has a lot less of that in its kind of mid-range limited fighting. Mm -hmm. yes. Or if it has it, it's stapled to an evasive creature of some other form. Yeah. Yeah, so before we started recording, uh, we were talking a bit about um, how we both kind of feel like Eternal isn't as color-focused as Magic. So I don't know if our deep dive on color will do a lot. I almost feel like this should be a deep dive on keywords. It's it's somewhere between the keywords and effects yeah. and archetypes. Yeah. Like play archetypes is kind of a better better way to think about the combinations. Yeah. I don't know. Because there's definitely there's definitely aggro. Um the game trends mid-range heavy, but it has a form of control that is most magic players would not see as control, but it does have like throw blockers in the way. Yeah. Like creature like creature advantage control as a defensive tool. Yeah, the the deck I really like to play that's uh pretty controlling is throw out a ton of tokens and then keep stacking anthems until your creatures are bigger than theirs. Uh and until yours are bigger than theirs, they don't really want to attack because you have they don't really have profitable attacks because you just have so many creatures out. And then eventually you can just overwhelm them. Yeah, the the game is heavily more interactive than magic, I would say. Um mm -hmm. It's a little harder to watch at a glance, I think, because there's a lot of keywords and a lot of secondary attached effects that are hard to track. Yeah. Um, there's some good UI design that really helps there. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. creatures that have an, a, an equipment attached have a little symbol on mm -hmm. them. Uh, it's like that blue diamond at the top, if I remember right. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of interesting functional things there, but it's hard to, like, when a card with Echo gets played, uh, which is. Oh, yeah. Um, where's, where's my list? Uh, oh, you get an additional copy when it gets drawn. So when someone plays a card with Echo, you know there's another one in hand. So it does give you some information, but... And it also gives you a little information based on, like, what colors you see them playing, what other cards you see them playing, when suddenly they draw a card, and suddenly it turns into two cards in their hand. What could that be? You kind of have a general idea of it if you, you know, have a good yeah. feeling for the cards. Well, if you know the current set and the current meta well enough, you've got a, a good concept of kind of what cards and keywords are in in play and available. Mm -hmm. And the cards are still the the keywords are still restricted by color a little. Mm -hmm. um, like Echo doesn't really appear that much outside of yellow and some blue. Yeah, it's mostly yellow um, and then some blue. Yeah, yeah, green green doesn't have any as far as I know. Yeah. Uh, red definitely doesn't. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think every keyword is. In two colors, yeah. If I remember, yeah. Right? Eternal Except is for silence. Eternal is largely faction based, and the factions are two color combos. Much like, yeah. Much like you know, Ravnica with the uh, guild keywords. Like, basically, Eternal is all about guild keywords. Yep. They also don't have quite as many specialty color combo keywords. They have. They tend to have generic keywords that are added per set, mm -hmm. and then get used in interesting ways or in limited ways. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a lot of kind of fascinating counterplay there because there's only a handful of good hard counters to some of these things. Like silence is a good hard counter to most effects. Yeah. But there's not a lot of ways to get to it. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple of there's yellow and, and green I think have access to it, but it's it's kind of tough to right only couple of deck types are going to play one of those two colors and then the ways you can get access to silence are 
right? Those those creatures tend to be low value otherwise, right? Because you want to use it to shut off three or four abilities when you use it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so let's just kind of go down a keyword list and kind of discuss them and like what colors contain them, I guess. I think that's the best way to approach yeah. Eternal. So, so we'll start with uh, Aegis. Aegis? 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 I think Aegis? Aegis? I don't, yeah, I don't know. But AE is usually like look A. Like, you know, in Magic, they have the Aether. Aegis? But... What is... Right? Yeah. Well, I think that might be the AE... Hold on, what does Google think it is? <laughs> it is Aegis, according to Google. Okay. Uh, Whatever you the, say, Google. I think Google. the AE for Aether is because it's... Yeah, I think the AE for Aether is because it's the combined AE. They stopped doing that actually. So German character, yeah. I know, but it's that's what the German character is for it. So yeah. Anyway, Aegis uh, that I always pronounce wrong. <laughs> it's in green and blue, and it basically absorbs one spell effect. Yep. Uh, not combat damage, but or one's one targeted effect. I yeah, should spells say spells so and like, abilities. Yeah. If I try to silence with a creature's an effect. Mm-hmm. It'll get that too. Um. The, this is easily one of the most difficult effects to deal with because oh, yeah. it is almost always either on a creature you don't care about, mm-hmm. so it's just fodder, but you can't just blow it up with something, so it's gonna be, it's gonna get a block well, off. It's a creature you don't or care about. It's on a high value. Well, it's a creature you don't care about until suddenly they throw a bunch of equipment on it and you really care about it. Yes, yeah. The game is the game's more buff heavy, so yep. you get lots of like secondary effects tied to it. It's just like, oh my god, I hate this. Yeah, because it's it's gonna eat two spells. Yeah, right? once it, once a creature's that pumped, your your removal is what you're looking for, or a way to damage it in a combat trick, which there's not that many ways to do anyway. Mm-hmm. Silence is the big one, right? And that's this tough. Yeah. Uh, so that's it's it's definitely one of the more powerful effects, especially because you can apply it to uh, the player as well. There are cards that give the player an aegis, mm-hmm. which good lord, those are hard to deal with because. Yeah. No hand targeting, no discard, no right, none of that. Mm-hmm. So it's tough. Um, it's a very powerful keyword, and it's good that it's limited to colors yeah. that play a little slower. Because uh, in a fast color, that would be just monstrous. So you tend to yeah. see combos yeah, yeah. that have like, oh, I'm going to give my red creature with overwhelm and quick draw. He just like, oh, goddamn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the next color is going to be real obvious. It's charge. It's in red and yellow for the most part. Yep. Um, for for you magic players, like, that is haste creature. Yeah, it's haste. It, it can attack. It can attack the turn. It does its thing. Oh, something I've noticed: creatures don't tend to have activated abilities. There's not a lot of click on this thing and turn it on, and it does um, a thing. That's I'm trying to think. They exist, but they're more rare. Yeah. Magic has them everywhere. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I feel like I've seen them, but I think a lot yeah, of that is also like, the you can exhaust this thing. Yeah, a lot of that is them being smart with their design and realizing. Um, this is actually something somebody pointed out with Hearthstone that uh, Eternal also follows is making it extremely easy to interact with on a phone screen. Like if you notice, Eternal uh, Hearthstone, they don't have a lot of like complicated targeting rules on their abilities or their spells where you have to go through a bunch of taps on a phone screen, and uh, Eternal does that a lot too, with like, oh, I have to tap on this what can be like a super tiny creature, and then like activate its ability and do all that kind of stuff. So um, that's actually some interesting forethought in their uh, design process of like yeah, making it, it easy the, to interact the interface with. a lot easier to use. Yeah. Yeah. But it does, it does lead to less of the like, like the famous Famished Paladin combo in 
uh, standard in Magic right now, where oh, I'm going to equip this thing that gives it a tap ability that untaps itself. Mm-hmm. Right? There's there's not really as much of that. There's creatures that that do things to other creatures. Yeah. But there's there's less like agency in the moment of decision, if that makes sense. Well, there's also a lot of creatures where like if they meet a certain like mana threshold, like, oh, I have four purple, therefore this thing now gets this whatever buff. Uh they do a lot of that, but they don't really do a lot of um paying yeah. and activating. There's just a lot of binary effects though that are either they do on have, or off. Well, we'll get to the ability later. But uh yeah. There is there is one that I can yeah. think of that's an activated thing, but that that'll, that that can come later because we will talk about it yeah. later. So the the third ability in the list is damage. Uh, it yeah. does exactly what it says on the tin. Does yeah. damage. Yeah. Uh, it's this is burn. Mm-hmm. Pretty straightforward. Uh, deadly. This is death touch. It's in yellow and purple, uh, and it's mostly on low power creatures that you would use. There's a couple of these creatures that are that can be cast at fast speed. So there's a lot yeah. of like creatures with flash that have deadly. Yeah. Spiders. Like a combination yeah. if you're in the yellow. Yeah, spiders, scorpions, mm-hmm. some bugs. Yeah, uh one of my one of my favorite creatures in that token deck I talked about is uh it's a creature you play, but then it also comes with your choice of uh one of three uh I guess tokens. All the tokens aren't really a thing in Eternal, but one of three other creatures to come along with it when you play it. And the one I choose more often than not just to make life a living hell for uh, my opponents is a flying deadly creature. And that just stops them from attacking with anything ever. Deadly is especially tough because there's not a lot of evasion in Eternal. There's flying. Yeah, there's flying. That's exactly what flying does. There's like flying and unblockable, and that's about it. Yeah, there's and there's not a lot of unblockable out there. It's mm-hmm. reasonably rare. It's an, only in one color. Yeah, it's so there's because there's not a lot of like conditional block options or there's a lot of unwise blocking, but deadly removes that part of the equation. So there's a lot of deadly is a better keyword than I think people give it credit for. Yeah, um, which is probably why it's not on that many things. Yeah, it, it is potent. Uh, we also have uh, double damage, which doubles the damage this thing does. Yeah. It doesn't create a second combat step. No, it does not. Uh, it is just, it hits twice as hard. Yeah. So that's actually really important because it's not like first strike. Well, or double strike, technically. There's a thing like first strike later, but yes. yes. Double strike does not exist. But there, yeah. It's important to note there's no, there's no double strike analog. There is, you can prevent being damaged if you would kill your defender, which is worded very... We'll get to that when we get there, but man, yeah. there's there's no the game works really hard to remove a lot of the fiddly steps that magic has, uh, and some of that you can see in the design where there's not a lot of like state based effects that are running around. Yeah. So there's there's not really a stack. There, I mean, there is technically there, speaking, there is, but like there are so combat few fast and spells, stuff. Yeah. You don't, but because there's so few fast options in the game, you don't tend to create big stacks like you do in Magic. Mm-hmm. At least not in none of the games I've played so far. Uh, I've is, seen some you know, fairly fair big stacks of like I'm going to do damage to this guy. No, I'm going to pump it. Okay, I'll do more damage. No, I'm going to pump it some more. That kind of thing. But that's about all you get, really. But they're, they're, they're reasonably... It's not like watching Storm decks or <laughs> right, like... My favorite decks. Yeah, or, or Dredge nonsense. My favorite? Or, you know, Why this... are you naming all my favorite decks? <laughs> exactly. No, no counter wars. Yeah. Right. There's, there's a, there's a very limited use case for those things. Pump the pump damage race is the one place I've seen the stack go off. Mm-hmm. But there's not a lot of like, oh, I'm gonna 
clone this thing and it's going to get another effect and a trigger is going to go on the stack and right because there's not a lot of triggered effects that go that create like a stack interaction yeah um because or more specifically there's not a lot that you would choose to respond to i should say mm -hmm. there's there's a decent number of like triggered effects. yeah there's a lot of triggers like you know oh when you draw a card you do this thing or when you play a creature or when you play a non-creature spell that kind of thing but uh yeah mm -hmm. but there's not a lot of like oh, that trigger happened, now I'm going to do something to help that trigger be better. There's not a lot of that going on. Mm -hmm. um, so there's, you know, there's some interesting stuff there. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so the next keyword we have is echo, which is when you draw it, you get an extra copy. Yep. Um, this is one of my favorite keywords they have because it's mm -hmm. one of the few you really couldn't do in paper. There's just yeah. no way. This is our first time getting to one of those abilities that uh, Eternal exploits its digital nature with um like uh for instance there's one of my favorite cards uh is a yellow card that it's a creature that just says all of your uh all of your sigils have echo which is great oh my goodness that's see i see one of the things i like about their thing is when they add the digital effects to cards yeah because they, they give you interesting ways to interact with your deck, which is something that Magic doesn't give you nearly as many venues for, right? There's, there mm -hmm. are some cool keywords that give you the ability to churn through your deck or pick things, but, like, modifying how your deck works is such a rare effect, right? There's things like play with the top card of your library revealed. Like, okay, that's, yeah. that's cool. Like, Grand Experiment or whatever the hell it is in the most recent. Yeah. Or, uh, or my favorite... So stuff like that. My favorite unstable card, that uh, split screen, which gives you four separate decks and you get to see the top I don't of each remember of them. this one. <laughs> oh, that's And fun. then you get to choose which one you draw from. That's that's awesome. Uh the next one is endurance. So uh this is just vigilance. Mm -hmm. Does it does it prevent other kinds of exhausting or is it just a combat exhausting? I don't remember. Uh it's just combat exhausting. So it is just vigilance. Oh no, it's uh it's actually no, it's it's it? readies on each player's turn and can't oh, be stunned or right. exhausted by spells or effects. That's right. That's right. It's annoying. I've tried to I've tried to exhaust one and been sad. Yeah, it's it's slightly different than vigilance too, in that they do still exhaust. So yeah. like if you attack with them, they are exhausted for the remainder of your turn. So if you have stuff that relies on using a non-exhausted creature. Yeah, if you give them an ability like uh killer. Which is uh, basically this creature fights another creature, um, but it requires it to be unexhausted. So, yeah, it's really it's it's interesting because there's that one that rule is more complicated now than it has to be. But yeah. because it's a computer is doing all of that, it's you're not going to forget it, right? Yeah. yeah now, yeah. what you might do is make a play that's like, oh crap, I wanted to use. Uh, we'll get to bond when we get there, but. Bond is something that lets you exhaust another creature of the same faction or same type, I can't remember which, to do a thing. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so, oh, I attacked because I wasn't paying attention, because I forget it's not Vigilance, right? And I've done that a handful of times, and I'm always <laughs> kicking myself afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's always fun. But yeah, it's, it's, a, it's one of the cases where, because they're digital, they get to have slightly more complicated rule interactions that don't change the player interface in any meaningful way, but they do change the strategic thought. Mm-hmm. Um, although, because it can't be exhausted by spells or effects, I actually don't... I like it not being able to be stunned, because that just exhausts the thing. Uh, but 
not being able to be exhausted by spells or effects, I think it takes some of the strategy away. Um, yeah. Because being able to exhaust it like a fast thing on your turn, stopping you from blocking with it, but then you still write it uh, is interesting. So it's kind of a bummer that it takes away that layer of strategy, but it's not mm -hmm. a thing that happens all that often. Yeah, silencing stuff with endurance is a pretty powerful move. So yeah, well, sil silencing in general is extremely powerful. Yeah, we will we will um, get to silence. <laughs> yeah, well, and before we get there, the other effect that is a big silence target is entomb, which is when it goes to the graveyard. Uh, yeah, when it dies, so it does something. When it when it dies, it does a thing. Yeah, yeah. De death rattle from Hearthstone, or there's not really a, there's no there's no evergreen keyword in Magic for it, but. Um, uh, Entomb is yeah. very potent. Extremely, yeah. Because it creates cases where chump blockers are good. And that's mm -hmm. that's such a rare case that people well, don't think and, about it all that much. Entomb is really one of those abilities um, that exists explicitly to build a deck around it. Um, because if you have Entomb creatures and you know what you want to do, bring them back from the graveyard and play them again and get those abilities yep. over again. And then that is just an entire play style and an entire text style that exists. And yep. um, red, yeah. red purple is just a, a real potent combo because it feels like a combo deck, but it's just these yeah. small synergies that you play repeatedly. But every time you get to do one, it feels good. Yeah. And tomb and tomb does exactly what it says on the 10 and it's always useful. Yeah. Uh, I can't think of any entomb creature I have Played where I haven't been like, man, I would love if I could get that out of the graveyard. Mm -hmm. I've I've never had to stop and be like, there's there's a bad choice here. It can yeah. sometimes be the weaker of two choices if you pick mm -hmm. one of those creatures, but it's never been a bad choice. I think it can also be a good way to get some free damage in on your opponent if uh like the entomb ability is like really good, but it's like a two power mm -hmm. creature or something, and your opponent just they don't want to block it, and they're just like, well, it's only two damage, and then suddenly it's like five turns later, and they've taken ten damage from this thing, and they're just like, oh, wait, what? How am I at ten? Yeah, a lot of a lot of Eternal games are not turn... There's there's not a lot of turn four wins that I've seen. No. At least not no, in the no. limited formats I've played. Uh, and Unless because they the game is grindier by nature... Yeah. Unless they've put together no some hyper-aggressive red-white... Uh, red-yellow deck, but other than that, yeah... And, and those are well. pretty rare because if they get stalled, they they lose almost yeah. universally. Yeah, uh, I I think that clockwork uh, uh, clockroach deck is kind of like that, mm -hmm. but it's got create a bazillion clockroaches, so it's yeah, you know, yeah, that deck is unique. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and and one thing that Eternal has, there's not a lot of heavy combo. There are combo decks, but. Mm -hmm. The magic go infinite thing is much more rare here. Uh, so you tend to play the games all trend mid range, mm -hmm. but that's because not because the sets are designed necessarily around that. Like the game as a whole is designed to try and be less comboy and less blow things up in turn four. So you get yeah. to play more yeah. of the game. Um, this is especially notable by having like temporary health that you can add. Um, Mm -hmm. you know there's a lot of there's a lot of secondary effects like that uh, yeah the next keyword is flying which everyone is exactly what it says the only yep. game we have that uh, i think half our games have flying i think the other two don't i don't think hearthstone has a flying analog and artifact doesn't either yeah yeah that's true uh, but yeah all the magic players will know exactly what this one does yeah it yeah it flies over everything hits your opponent 
Yep. And only thing that can fly can block it. Yeah. It's pretty self-explanatory. Although it is a much more pre- it's much more omnipresent than it is in magic. There's a lot yeah. more flying yeah. everywhere. There's a lot way more ways to give flying stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Next up on our list we have oh go ahead. Uh, it's like they saw all the things they liked in magic and gave that to all of the colors. Like all of the colors have access to flying. All of the colors have some amount of card draw. Um, they all have some amount of being able to search lands out of your deck. Like, uh, with the card draw and the lands, well, I guess sigils, but the, uh, the mana thing is, like, uh, they learned from the lessons of magic with mana screw and everything and kind of smoothed yeah. that out a little bit because the great well, ways to do that are drawing cards or drawing effect, a right? sigil. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's, I think it's, like, a two-cost and doesn't have a color requirement, so you can always do it. Mm-hmm. So the next keyword we've got here is this one is one of the first only in one color keywords, as far as I know. Yeah. It's infiltrate. Infiltrate is this is one of my favorites. Interesting. I think. Yeah, and I think this is one you couldn't really do on paper in the same way you can do it here, right? There's infiltrate is the first time it deals damage to the enemy player. Uh, it does something has some triggered effect. Yeah. And you couldn't really do this in paper because it's hard to track, right? You could do things that are like, when it damages the enemy player, sacrifice it and do a thing, right? Because that's trackable. Yeah, uh, Um, in one of the magic sets, they did something like this. I forget what it was called. Uh, But it was like, oh, Renown, that's what it was. Uh, So, like, the first time it deals damage to a player, it gets a plus one, plus one counter. But then... As long as it has a counter, it can't get renowned again. So, like, magic has yeah a lot of dabble was trying to do this. Like that. Yeah, but it, it it's Adapt pretty is hard, like that, right? Yeah. Well, and what's interesting is this this works really well with the get it from the graveyard stuff too, mm-hmm. because it lets you play it again, right? You mm-hmm. you you use it, you get the infiltrate effect, you summon it again. Uh, cards with infiltrate, if you can get like echo applied to them from like if you're playing yellow purple. Yeah. Uh, there's ways to do that, or if you can get de- destiny, which is uh, if it's destroyed. No, that's something else. Uh, there's there's something where the first time it's destroyed, it goes back into the top ten cards of your deck somewhere, and then it, oh, it right. loses that keyword. Yeah. I thought that was destiny, but that must be something else. That's one of the newer ones. It's been a while. It's one of the newer uh, ones. It's not probably not in this list. Uh, but yeah, another uh, great example of a digital effect you couldn't really do. Yeah, but that's. The thing I really like about Infiltrate is it like it presents this fun little mini game in the game of like you trying to get in with the creature and your opponent trying to prevent it and like um I don't know it it just provides a lot of interesting thought to combat which uh I always really like in card games when they do that where it's not just like oh did the numbers match up did the things die okay yay um yeah it just adds... I actually wish there were more effects like this. Like yeah. a keyword I would love to see is does half of its damage to neighbors. Mm-hmm. So like position mattered. Um, mm-hmm. Hearthstone I think has some stuff like this that's interesting. I wish there was more stuff that made combat like placement and ordering more interesting. Mm-hmm. I think it's something that a digital game can do really well. Um, like oh creatures across from this one are silenced. So yeah. if you can play a creature that shoves another one out of the way, hey, you've unsilenced your creature and yeah. it sounds the different one. Like there's lots of like interesting ways you could play on that. Yeah, and I wish the game did more with that that interesting like combat mm-hmm. premise. Because infiltrate is clearly a brilliant piece of design yeah. that 
does that because it laser focuses combat for a little while. Mm-hmm. It's something you don't get to see enough of. Yeah. Um, and I think it's the only keyword. Although there's a couple of newer ones that I think are that do stuff that's similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, like oh, was it Fate? Maybe. I think yeah. There's so many. Uh, I always forget. Yes, uh, Fate does something when drawn. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of like interesting. Like okay. Where do how do I want to interact with this card? And some of that on the battlefield would be more interesting because I think the game does a good job of being this mid-range grindy. Let's play creatures and kind of line them up against each other game, and more reasons to think about that other than what do I block with who. Yeah. Is I think a good choice. One thing the game does really well that I think Magic doesn't teach is it teaches you to multi-block better. Um, oh yeah, multiple blockers assigned to one attacker because of the way health numbers are set out, uh, is just a better option than it is in Magic. Mm-hmm. And you should be doing it more in Magic. Like, that's... Uh, oh, yeah. Domino Rosa often is, has said, like, you should be double-blocking more often than you do. Yeah. Um, that's one of the, like, first things I always try to teach to people when I'm teaching them Magic, is um, the concept of double-blocking. Like, I'll usually, like, be playing a game with them, and... Um, I'll be advising them to play things in a certain way that will allow me to show them the existence of a double block because it is so important. It's one of the, it is like one of the building blocks of any like card game. When it lets you turn uh, what is otherwise like so, there's a lot of cases, and this is especially true because of how mid range this game trends, where mm-hmm. you can block every creature and you'll either push, uh, which is okay. Or you can take a little bit of damage and guarantee destroy a creature, and yeah. that is, or, or trade right force force a trade. Mm-hmm. That trade is almost always better at the cost of some health, especially because the game starts you at twenty five, not twenty. So you yeah. get some more leeway because of the how buff heavy the game is. It's also more important in Magic. It's a little less mm-hmm. because pumping creatures tends to be so temporary. Yeah, that deciding when not to block is kind of a bigger deal. But here, because the buffs are almost all permanent. There's not a lot of till end of turn. That That's yet another way that they take advantage of being digital is basically any buff you apply to a creature is permanent and it will exist if it's in the graveyard, if it goes back to your deck, if it goes back to your hand. Like if my 2-2 two, two got a plus 3 plus 3, it's just a 5-5 five, five now for the rest of the game. Yep. Well, there's, there's a couple of cards, like uh, one of the purple cards that I was playing with the other day is every time a creature dies... This gets uh, plus one health or something on this creature, and when oh, yeah. this creature dies, it heals you for the amount of health it had. And I'm mm-hmm. like, that's bananas. Yeah, because if you can get it back, it's just it's so gross. Mm-hmm. And it's it's any creature death too. So you 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 just start chump blocking and forcing bad blocks or double blocking. It's really great. Yeah. So there's a lot of really cool like digital only stuff like that that I wish I saw more of. Yeah, it's another one of those things that introduces a mini game into the game. Like, I feel like Eternal does that a lot with a lot of its individual card designs. Is like, oh, this game has suddenly become about this one card because it is doing this one effect that is so supremely powerful. Let's forget about you know taking each other to zero health. We are now focusing on this. Something that like the, the, my big disappointment with Eternal, and for what it's worth, I love Eternal. So I'm about to say something uncharitable, so <laughs> take that as a, with a grain of salt. The the biggest disappointment with Eternal for me is that they don't use their premise well enough. The the mm-hmm. we're a digital game and we can do uniquely digital things doesn't get used to big enough effect. Like 
if I were going to be like, oh, I want to design a game that's commander but plays with 25 health, so like like Magic's Brawl, right, where it's 60 card yeah. singleton with a commander, Eternal is like custom made to be this game, right? It where where you're the the character you pick, right? Everyone's picking just an icon, but you know, having someone who informs your deck strategy as like a a guidepost. And Hearthstone mm-hmm. does this a little, but all it really gives you is what what's your spell color, right? It's like picking a, a primary color in Magic. Yeah, it gives them one move. That's if you're out of stuff to do, you can play this for two or whatever it is. But mm-hmm. man, Eternal it it has it uses only a couple of like this is truly a digital only effect, and it could do so much more with that premise. And I'm just yeah. I'm constantly like, man, I wish it put I wish it was more bold with this. Um, and that's and that's from someone who likes what it does to the game, but I feel like it doesn't differentiate well enough from Magic that I would drop playing Magic Arena as my primary game. Yeah, and I definitely. I think, I think that's a, a shame. Yeah, I definitely cite Eternal as my second favorite card game. I would say yes. I I would say that's true. And what's interesting is like when you compare it to Artifact, which I don't think is nearly as good as Eternal or Magic, mm-hmm. but is way more interesting. In Eternal, yeah, um, because it it makes you think differently, right? When I'm playing Eternal, I can think like I'm playing Magic, and I get most yeah. of what I care about. Um, you may play errors because the key, the way the keywords interact isn't quite the same, but mm-hmm. you build decks kind of the same way. You look at your CMC the same way. Mm-hmm. So Artifact makes me think differently about games. Hearthstone doesn't do that, but Hearthstone has more interesting puzzles, I think, to solve uh, because the game is so board focused yeah so that's that's something and we'll get more into that when we cover hearthstone um mm-hmm. but i think eternal is magic but with a couple more effects and i think that's it's and it's super well done like it's yeah. excellently well done but i think that is it doesn't take the premise far enough now they there's some of their more recent sets have done things you couldn't do in magic like oh this thing takes up three creature slots and it has three effects that are like Oh, these are your three schemes or whatever the special things they've been doing for their latest set that are those are that's more, I want to see more of that, mm-hmm. um, more stuff like that. You know, I want to see them have a commander format because the, the having a way to play commander at speed is like yeah. such a cool idea that you can't really capitalize on magic to do because card effects are so complicated. Mm-hmm. And a digital game would be great because man, like. You could do simpler things too, right? You can do commanders that are, oh, this has a bonus when echo cards happen, or right, mm-hmm. like when Magic designs the commander sets. Those are the types of things Eternal could just do on the, all of those characters, and that would be so yeah. cool. Yeah, they do that a little bit with um, like named characters on cards, uh, where you can mm-hmm. kind of build a deck around it. But yeah, it's not like that. It's not like that ubiquity that uh, having a commander affords you when they committed super hard to having notable named characters right they've got campaigns that are every set has like a story that you can play through yeah so they've got all of the the groundwork for that sort of thing in place with all these memorable characters and like twisting storylines that are interesting and Mm -hmm. faction types that have like unique gameplay to them so it's something that i wish they leaned on more heavily Mm -hmm. and it's a shame because stuff like infiltrate shows they know how to do that yeah um and they just they 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 this is i think one of the things that comes from having them a lot of their design 
stuff come from magic pros or people who are super enfranchised with magic is that they they look at the game like they're playing magic mm-hmm. and i think that informs the design more heavily than i would like for a game that wants to go do some interesting things that magic can't do yeah because uh, I think infiltrate on this this list of like base forever ones, it and silence are the only two really that you can't do in paper and warcry. Warcry. Yeah, warcry. Warcry is the big one. Yeah, I think that is like the defining like one of uh, eternal. And even though it's alphabetically yes. last, I think we should cover it next because we're just talking about it now, and it's it's important. Yeah, we we actually don't have to cover all of these because the answers no, no, they're no. gonna look. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm yeah. gonna run through them real quick here because invulnerable is it's invulnerable doesn't die to damage. Yep. Life steal is it steals life. Overwhelm is trample. Yep. Quick draw is uh, first strike. Yep. Uh, so silence is removes card text. Yes. From and it's from all of the cards attached to this card because you don't unlike equipment in Magic. Where they're separate cards and and are separate entities. When you equip something in in uh, Eternal, it like m- melds to that card forever. Yeah, that uh, so there's that no is one of the things around. coming from Magic that kind of broke my brain a little bit. Um, was kind of that uh, that idea that like, oh no, this isn't like a separate card with this uh, with this creature. It is just part of this creature now. Yeah, and it's 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 hard to think of because it makes Silence a way better effect. Uh, oh than, yeah, silence is extremely potent. Yeah, it's 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 probably the strongest of their default keywords. Mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah. Uh, following that is stun, which is tap target creature, uh, and yeah. it does not untap during its controller's next untap step. It's basically exactly what it is. Uh, transform yeah. is exactly what it sounds like. Uh, ultimate is you may activate this ability once. Yep. Uh, and usually it's usually at a high power cost. Yeah, it's usually like eight or something. Um, yeah. So you pl- you know a four cost creature will have an eight ultimate cost on it. Yeah. That you yeah. that this is this is activated abilities right. This yeah. is the one case where click on the creature and it does a thing. Yeah. This is the uh, one I referred to, be a to big earlier. Buff or right. Yeah. Uh, purple has unblockable, which is just the various Can't walks. But there's yep. no. Yeah. Color type. And then Warcry is the crazy one that is, when this creature attacks, it gives plus one, plus one to the closest to the top of your deck creature or equipment available. Yep. So it, if you have a bunch of Warcry creatures, you'll sometimes draw a creature that's like 11-11, and it's normally like a 2-2 or whatever. Yeah. Uh, this is the one that makes hand knowledge really difficult, because there's, n- there's not a lot mm-hmm. of peek at your opponent's hand, if any. I don't remember. Um, I've never played one, um. I don't think. There might be, uh, a f- maybe. There's there's forced discard, but I don't think there's you get to look at their hand and do things. Yeah, I'm so not sure. This does make like expecting the next thing they play to be dangerous possible because mm-hmm. you can see the war cries happening. But yeah. what it what it's hard to do is this is this is a case where luck is much more prevalent in the game than is normally available. Like if you get a creature who's high value and now has Aegis on it. Mm-hmm. Because it's been getting work ride, you've just gotten you've got you hit the jackpot, right? Yeah, it's super hard to remove, or it's got deadly and now it's got a sh- ton of life, or or it's got echo. Yeah, uh, creatures with echo who get a bunch of war cry on them are awful because yeah. they double up. Yeah, because uh, the copy is an exact copy of it. 
Uh, so it's real. You know, there's there's lots any any other keyword creature that has Warcry on it, and because of the way Eternal's built, if you're not playing the standard the pre-made decks, all of your creatures have keywords on them. Like mm-hmm. everyone has something on it. The Warcry, I think, is the. It's a really cool design. I think it's. It makes the game a little more luck based than I personally like. Yeah. Well, it's another one of those abilities um, that screams for you to build a deck around it. Because it's it's only in uh, red and green. And uh, those colors are very focused on small creatures that receive buffs, uh, either through Warcry or through equipment. And, oh, surprise! Warcry also affects equipment. So it's it's a very synergistic ability that just screams for you to build a deck around it. And this now it's worth noting, silence will get rid of Warcry bonuses if I remember right. Uh, yes, silence will get rid of like any bonuses basically. Yeah. Uh, but so yeah, actually, one of the biggest issues with silence and Warcry's placement is that they both exist in green. So if someone's playing Warcry, you're going to have a lot of green on the deck somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. And the table needs to lean that way because silence is one of the best counters to Warcry. Yeah. Turn off the creature that's doing it, or you. Wait till it comes out, and then you just nope, turn it off. Yeah. So it's I, and yeah, both it's, of those being it's almost arguable that silence is better than just outright killing the creature too, because they probably have some way to get it back. Uh, but whereas if you're just kind of leaving it stranded there on the battlefield, it's a little harder for them. Like uh, they have to like actively make bad blocks or something, or yeah. Yeah. When Warcry creatures tend to be reasonably small, so you tend to yeah. you tend to only swing with them when you've got flying or a way to be defensive or you know vigilance mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's that's all their basic like keywords on creatures. There's mm-hmm. a, a bunch of what they call trigger keywords that mm-hmm. are, uh, and we'll use the last ten ish minutes here to go over these real quick. These are when this is this is a trigger, like this is like a magic trigger uh, that we would normally think of. So yeah. like. Ally happens as soon as you have a unit of the name type, right? So, oh, this ex- you know this explorer gets a bonus when a dinosaur comes into play, mm-hmm. or uh, right. And so, if the dinosaur is already in play, it just starts with that effect, right? Or yeah. it activates it immediately, or whatever the rule is. Um, amplify is you can it's kicker. Mm-hmm. So, uh, empower is when you play a power card, so it's when you, it's like landfall basically. Yep. Uh, and sometimes these can only trigger once. Sometimes they can trigger repeatedly. Mm-hmm. Uh, we covered in tomb. Bait does something when it's when you draw the card. So this mm-hmm. is you know when it enters your hand, basically. Which that's a thing Magic hasn't done a lot of, and I wish they would do a little more. Which is an effect when you draw a card. Uh, yeah, they they had Miracle, but that's about all they've done with that. And Miracle right, well, is one of those things where is if you drew it this turn, right? If it's the first card you drew this turn, yeah, which yes. yeah. gets tricky in paper, but great in digital, um, because. It, it leads to that's why you still see a lot of pros who are playing during the miracle times look at the first card they draw and like not put it into their hand because as soon as it touches your hand, there's no way to prove that that's the card you drew the turn. So, um, right, I'm surprised because yeah, you almost did it. have to commit to like it's it's a bummer because I wish like this is this is why first card you draw is hard because that's an effect that like the timing matters. I yeah. I want more like when you draw. This yeah. Card. Like, yeah. Oh, I draw it. You reveal it. It does something immediately. Like, mm-hmm. like having a card that says when you draw this card, you may reveal it and get an effect. Yeah. Uh, 
uh, like giving away information to get an effect is an is an interesting strategy play, especially if mm-hmm. it's a powerful value card, right? Like imagine a control card that's like, oh, you know, it's a counter, mm-hmm. and if you reveal it, you get a bonus, mm-hmm. right? or it costs less, or something, right? You know, that's a really interesting play because do I want to reveal that I have a counter spell, right? If you're playing a counter mir- a control mirror match, you don't want that information out there necessarily. Yeah, right. Let They're me... about to bane fire. Let me well, introduce you to the uh, original Azorius keyword forecast, which was a thing that said, "Pace a mana, reveal this from your hands, and it does a thing." Yeah, that's 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 a good example. Uh, it's not on draw, but it's the same principle. Yeah, uh, basically the ability to trade information for value. I think yeah. is something that, that yeah. doesn't get done enough. Super interesting. Uh, oh, another keyword that's like Warcry that we haven't covered: um, Inspire, which is does something to units you draw. So mm-hmm. like. All units you draw get plus two plus two, and this is like an this is like an applied effect that's permanent. There is a unless it gets silenced. There is a massively powerful and extremely annoying to play against creature in um, yellow that has uh, inspire your creatures get echo. Yes. Yes. Filthy. Yes, it is, and it's amazing. (laughs) Uh, Oh, interesting to note, you can't. Like stack certain keywords. It's not like you can have Echo Three. If you no, have three Echo no, no. copies. Um, yeah. Uh, which is something that Magic keywords tend to be better about is that their keywords can have numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not a lot of keywords in here that do stuff like that. Yeah, there really isn't. There's there's not like an adapt uh, or evolve or or mm-hmm. scry. Or, there's not as much of that, if at all. Mm-hmm. Um. There is like oh when you gain life, uh, first time you play a spell or weapon on it, mm-hmm. if the enemy's taking damage, right? There's all of these things you would commonly think of as effects in Magic. These all exist as analogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, one that's really neat that's kind of recent, I think, is Spellcraft, which is when you play it, you may also pay its Spellcraft costs to play the spell it's talking about too. Yeah. Uh, so like Spellcraft weapons will have like oh it's plus one plus one, and if you pay three more, it also does two damage. Uh, so that's really, I think that's a really fascinating, kind of interesting idea. Uh, transmute is interesting, where it's if you have X maximum power before you play it, it becomes a different card. Yep. Um, so you basically get like a, t- a two for one in the deck building process, which I think is kind of kind of bizarre and interesting. Yeah. Uh, and there's tribute is if you've lost a creature. So things like raid in Magic, there's there's one of those for like every effect. Like oh, I lost a creature, or he's lost damage, or, I've gained life, or Mm-hmm. Right? There's something like that for everything. But yeah, there's because you're building so heavily around these keywords, like, oh, I'm going to do things that loop in Tomb Creatures, or I'm going to build a deck that inspires every creature, so all of my stuff is, like, plus one CMC value. Yeah. Right. There's yeah. a lot of... The game is mostly about, like, what value tool are you using? Like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm building an equip deck that has half my creatures have renown on them. Uh, so there's a lot of... That and that's not strictly as color based. They although the no. colors inform what stuff you have access to. So there's you know, and then of course there's a couple of things that like oh, units you draw gain a random skill. <laughs> that's gross. Yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> makes makes playing really difficult. Yeah. Now we're Hearthstone. Yep. And skills are the ones we talked about before, like the persistent effects on cards. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's so many skills. Yeah. So many skills. There's so many keywords. Yeah, there's also a couple of deprecated ones that are, or or not necessarily deprecated, but aren't used as much, like uh, depleted, which is it starts exhausted or tapped. Mm-hmm. 
the knight, which is when you start a turn at night, you draw an additional card and take one damage. Yeah. Uh, the knight is like a global effect that that lasts one go around of the of the table. Yeah, there's um, I mm, I have opinions about knight. Uh I I think it's a good digital effect. I think it's not a great effect total because when you play a card that has nightfall to benefit from it, it has to go all the way around the board. So one yeah. turn is both players. So you always well, yeah, my, you negate card advantage by doing it. Well, yeah, and my biggest gripe with it is your opponent benefits from it first, and that feels bad. Yeah, because I mean, you, you play it on your it turn, in... and then it doesn't go into effect until your opponent's draw step, and then it happens on yours. And I mean, you tend just... to play it with decks that are like, if you play this creature at night, it gets yeah. a bonus, right? So yeah. you, you get more value than your opponent does. Uh, yeah. They do have Scry. It's called Scout, uh, which I always forget. Oh, right. Um, you can steal cards, uh, mm-hmm. which removes their influence requirements, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not used very often. Uh, a keyword they got rid of that's kind of a bummer is Power Surge. which I really like Power Surge. It rem- yeah. spends all your remaining power. I think they re- they basically replaced it with Amplify, right? Because it's just yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's a kicker you can't control. Yeah. So that's kind of, you know, a bummer. But I, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot more effects here that create interesting thought processes in the game. And mm-hmm. unlike Magic, where there tends to be like a, a unified keyword set for each set, like, oh, this set's focusing on this new keyword that's unique to this uh set, right? Like ex- like uh exert, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it's a new keyword that's gonna appear in certain colors and it's gonna do a thing. There's a lot less of that here, but the ways you can combine keywords, or the ways you can interact with them, are yeah. new in each set, and that I think is kind of one of those really big, cool things about Eternal that's unique. And I think that covers all of it. So we didn't really dive into the colors themselves, uh, but I think the keywords are a much more informative yeah. list of things here. Yeah, it's like uh, you can learn yeah. a certain amount about each color by like what keywords are assigned to it, but like they kind of took the route of not focusing on color as much as they did on factions and keywords. Um, and I don't know, maybe in the future we could go over factions, but... Yes, that's possible. They have a yeah. fair number of them. Let's see mm-hmm. what this page actually turns up. They've got... They have ten. So the four colors are Fire, Time, Justice, Primal, Shadow. Yeah. Uh, and they have, just like Magic, they have th- two color groups, and then they have three faction alliances, apparently. I think the three faction are more fan named. I'm not sure if they're actually like actively supported. Yeah, I don't know. I'm looking at this wiki page, and I'm, I I couldn't tell you if they're real because they don't have they don't have associated sub sub pages. Yeah, yeah. But the the two faction alliances do exist. Those are real. Yes. Yeah, and they have like cards named after them. They're actually and, yeah. Yeah, and they're named the 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 two color decks the game gives you as you learning as you're learning to play are all named after their their type. Yeah. Their, their two color type. But yeah, uh, that is that is the first first look at Eternal from us. Uh, mm-hmm. There's there's a lot here. I highly recommend it, especially because they have a, a mode called Gauntlet that lets you play against computers that are not terrible. Yeah, for uh, free. You kind of fish for free. Yeah, there's no the, the game has a very generous free to play model as long as you're not playing against other human beings. Yeah, I think I um, saw like I don't a... think standard. I, I don't saw... think standard is quite as good as it is in Magic. Yeah. Um But yeah, if you're but, if you're looking for a good cheap card game to play, I think I saw a breakdown that like kind of looked at what it costs to build a deck in each of these 
uh, games, and Eternal is by far the cheapest. Um, and they kind of just hand you cards like all the time for everything you do. So it, it's a great it's a great game to pick up that you can play for free, and isn't yep. that and the hard? The better you get, get the more deck. packs you start winning for free. Like yeah, you, like I think if you go seven in the gauntlet, you get a pack or, or close to it. Yeah, something like that. So it's it's very valuable. Yeah, so I, I highly recommend checking this out. It's a great mobile game. I, their mobile oh, yeah. interface is really good. Yeah, that's the main way I play it. Yeah, it's uh, I've played it a bunch mobile. Um, it's I I play it mostly PC when I do play because I like the bigger cards. But mm -hmm. uh, this is definitely worth checking out. Uh, I'm glad we're covering it on this channel uh, mm -hmm. because it does some really good things design wise that I hope they push more. I I hope they push harder. Yeah. Um, because there's such a cool, such a cool set of bonuses. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, they do a lot of really interesting things and like, um, you don't really understand how interesting they are until you start playing with them. Like I know when I first like got into eternal, it was like, Oh, what is this off brand magic? Everything feels weird. And then, but then as I started playing with it, like a lot really clicked and made a lot of sense. And it just feels good to play. I think one of the biggest flaws with it is that it requires some outside context from other games to really get yeah. how good it is, yeah. how interesting it is. Not everything they do is great. Um, there are there are certainly designs that are like, that's really bizarre, or it feels weird, or it's hard to track, right? Warcry is really mm -hmm. hard to keep track of, especially if you are playing a deck that only has a couple creatures in it. Yeah. In which case, that Warcraft that Warcry deck is good. Because you're mm -hmm. going to get big ass creatures for cheap every time you play yeah. one. Uh, yeah, there's lots of there's lots of them that are like, oh, trigger war cries a bunch by attacking a bunch of times and then draw five cards. And yeah, just play creatures. But it's hard to track and hard to remember. Mm -hmm. So it takes some getting used to for sure. But I think yeah. once you've got some of that context, like if it's not the only card game you've ever played, it's it's so refreshing to see. Like someone really using that digital space in a way you couldn't otherwise. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. not random. I think uh, think people forget Hearthstone uses its digital space well or effects you couldn't see elsewhere. Yeah. But a lot of them are random, right? Like yeah. Joust, which is like, oh, two random cards are going to go up against each other and the more expensive one wins or whatever the rule is. But yeah. it's random, yeah, right? Yeah. It's you can pick two random cards. And so, you know, that's a coin toss at some level. Yeah. So I think you know that's a that's that's my my two thumbs up recommendation for Eternal. Yeah, it is. Uh, I think for both of us, it is our second favorite card game. Yeah, I I would agree. It's it's really close to Artifact for me, and that's partially just because Artifact is so interesting to think about. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I think that concludes episode two here. Uh, oh, as always, if you want to follow us on Twitter, I'm at the Real Keens. I am uh, at that Sandals. QA guy. Yeah. And then us as a show, we are at so Shuffle Upcast. Right. Yeah. See, I can do it all yeah, right. Oh, he got I'm right. like you last time. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the thing that we've been hanging out in a lot, especially with Magic Spoiler Season, and we're talking to people that are already in there, is our Discord. And that's discord.shuffleuppodcast.com. Um, yeah. We have an email address. Discord.shuffleuppodcast.com, I think. It's the whole. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can mostly do it right. Yeah, it's, it's fine. Yeah, and get then, the website right. At least I got and that then, right. Yeah, if uh, 
you have questions or anything that you want read on the show, uh, go to questions at shuffleuppodcast.com. And just like in the subject line, just like question for the podcast or something like that. And yeah, we're actually, we're, I, I almost said we're pretty good about checking that. And I'm like, I actually don't, I have no, I idea. have never checked it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I check it periodically, but it's, it's, uh, God, somebody does. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> we've only had one episode, so it's, you know, yeah. it's, anyone who's got but questions yeah. for us has, has gone to the discord. So. And yeah, make, make sure to, you know, let people know about the show because we want more people to hear it more than, yeah, you know, we're, us we're yelling into the void. Happy to talk about stuff. Because yeah. this is, I mean, this is what we do mm-hmm. uh, day in, day out. And so we're here to talk. We're here to talk design. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe maybe one of these days we'll run we'll run some t- little mini tournaments for Shuffle Up listeners. That would be fun, yeah. I think. Yeah. And yeah, join the Discord. We always like to chat. Yeah. With that, signing off. Uh, goodbye. Bye.